This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grinded Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> so when we were finishing our last podcast from uh, the beginning of March, chapter four, Shelby had a thought and I didn't realize it. So we're going to start off with her thought. What was that thought? Because I missed it. It went right over my head because I didn't see her. Well, we were talking about and even praying about at the end that um, that the Lord would give us ears to hear. Right. right? He says that throughout, throughout the scriptures. And in Revelation, he says, you know, for those who have an ear to hear what the Spirit says. Right. Um, and we're asking for wisdom. It, back in verse 12, it said, They may be ever seeing, but never perceiving. They may be ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. And that seems so... Harsh. Right. And anti the God that we know. Um, because we know that He wants us to hear. We, he wants us to understand. He wants us to perceive I say to Shelby lots, you know, it's the glory of God to hide a matter, but the, the, the honor of kings, right? The glory of kings to search it out. Um, God wants us to search him out, and he wants us to understand him and to, to have fellowship with him. So, in light of all that, I think that was where this came from. Colossians chapter 1. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you might have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people, in the kingdom of light. We've been talking about kingdom, right? Um, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The very first part of that that that, uh, Shelby wanted wanted you to read there was the, the, the difference is he wants us to grow in the knowledge of Christ, but the key to it was the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And these guys didn't understand the Spirit. You know, they're, they're contributing Jesus' work, which is coming from the Father. Jesus says, the works you see me do, the Father is doing them through me. And these religious leaders who are supposed to be representing God the whole time, mm-hmm. they're giving, they're giving um, the devil... Um, the credit. The credit, yeah. And Jesus says you're treading on dangerous waters. And so they didn't know anything about the Spirit. Therefore, they couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. So it's not that, that God, I don't, um, I don't think God, I mean, obviously God's not in the wrong by that. But it, that sounds weird for like what, you, what you, you read again, what Jesus had said. 
which was from a prophecy, um, they they just they didn't get it. They they couldn't understand because their misconceptions and their um, preconceived ideas and. Well, I'm a little thick sometimes. <laughs> you know, I think we've all got those areas where we, um, as Pastor was talking about today, where we've got a cognitive bias, where we see things through a particular lens because of, you know, the traditions that we've grown up Tradition. with. Tradition! Or the, the, the worldview that we've grown up with, um, the, the religious construct, you know, that we've grown up with. In, yeah, we've been taught um, this way. Those certain, things, certain way. We, right? We we interpret scripture by those things, um, instead of taking the word of Jesus for His word, mm-hmm. um, or reading it, actually reading it for ourselves mm-hmm. instead of taking somebody else's word for what mm-hmm. they've what taught means, us. Yeah. Right. Well, my preacher said, you know, this, this, and this. But have you read it for yourself and see mm-hmm. what you're. Yeah, Jesus said your preacher could be wrong. So So we're jumping into the second half of Mark chapter 4. Yes. Where are we starting? We're going to start in verses 26 through 29. Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God and he's using these parables. And the disciples don't understand it. The the religious leaders don't understand it. The Jewish people don't understand it. Um, And... So the disciples get Jesus alone, and he's like, dude, you know, what are you doing? We don't understand this stuff. And, and Jesus starts explaining, and he says, look, if you can't understand this simple one about the seed, you know, you know you're going to be hurt. So get with the program. Um, so today, uh, in this podcast, we're going to look at the first one. It's growing seed in verses 26 through 29. You want to read that? The yes. parable of the growing seed. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts a sickle to it, because the harvest has come. So... They take a, the farmer takes a little seed or takes some a bunch of seed and plants it in the ground and waters it maybe if they have the if they have the irrigation system or whatever or if it rains and it's watered naturally and then all of a sudden the roots start to form we can't see it happening and the next thing you know a little sprout comes out of the ground next thing you know you got a stalk of corn or whatever whatever you're growing right. Um, you know, of course, now we have scientists today that explain all that process. But it happens naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I written, as a Christ follower, we basically have one job. And, well, I mean, our job is, there, we have many jobs, but our main job, if you want to call it a job, uh, is to, to grow the kingdom. And the only way we can grow the kingdom is to be this farmer. So God's sling the seed. And we already know the seed is the word of God. Because mm-hmm. Jesus talked about that in the, in the parable of the sower. And he explained it to the disciples. This is what the seed is. The word of God. And there's power in the word of God. And so we we're, we either got to plant the seed or we got to water the seed. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Or both. 
and, and you know, and Paul talks about this in First Corinthians three, four through eleven. But before I read that, I, people you know, people are afraid to sow the seed because you know they're they're afraid that they're not going to know what to say. Mm-hmm. They feel inadequate, which means we need to be in the Word more. Right, first of all, right, all right, we need to know the Word. But they're afraid they'll walk up. They get full of fear because, um, and I did this, and I was. I knew where I've been to Bible college, and I still got nervous, and I would lock up um, and get nervous about sharing my faith with people because I was afraid they would ask me a question I couldn't answer. Mm-hmm. And then I heard somebody say one day, "Just say I don't know. I'll get back with you." It's that simple. But because of fear, people just don't don't sow seed. Mm-hmm. But what we have to understand is we're not responsible for the outcome. Right. God is. We plant, we water. Um, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3, 4-11, When one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting just like people of the world? Because that's the vision. Mm-hmm. After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work of the Lord that the, work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it. But it was God who made it grow. Yeah. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering, because we're we're just vessels. Right. You know. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. God does. We don't. We plant. We water. We tell people about Jesus. We tell people. We give them invitation to be a part of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it's up to God to draw men. Right. But we got to do our part. Right. right. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one we have already laid. And that's Jesus Christ. Right. I love that we get to celebrate together. Yeah. I just think that someday... You know, when when we see Jesus face to face, will we get to see all the seeds that we planted or the seeds that we watered? That we didn't even know we planted. Right, right. Or um, watered. And and will we get to lay before him as crowns those those that we actually got to help harvest? You know, um, because you're right, we don't. We don't know. And we can't underestimate the power of a seed because in one little seed can be an entire forest, right? Or an entire field, a crop. Um, It's interesting just to to think about that when we get to see. But one, one plants, another one waters, someone else gets to harvest, but we all get to celebrate in that together. And, and to expand on what you just said, the farmer had the seed. I mean, if you think about it, the seed, so a seed comes in a package, right? It comes like if you're a farmer and you got a tractor or whatever, you're going to plant a big field. you got big bags of seed. Mm-hmm. Well, that seed's not doing any good in that bag. Right. It's not doing any good sitting in your barn. It's not If it's not planted in the ground, it can't, can't germinate grow. and it right. can't grow, right? And so the farmer has to plant the seed or he has to take the seed, he has to plant the seed. He has to water the seed, or the rain waters it, mm-hmm. and he has to sit back and watch it grow, right? But once that seed is planted in the ground, it's watered, and God 
brings the increase, then what happens? The harvest comes. Well, what happens after the harvest? It's sold in the marketplace or given away to other families. But, but my point is, that seed is planted, it's watered, God causes it to grow, it produces a fruit, and many people, like you just said, they benefit from that harvest, mm-hmm. from that one little seed that, that farmer had planted. And it's the same thing with us if we would share Jesus with people. Mm-hmm. Um, we plant that seed. We water that seed. God can bring the increase. He will bring the increase because right. God's word does not go forth void. Right? It changes people's lives. It changes people's hearts. But if we sit on it, if we sit on Jesus and we don't share Jesus, it's not going to do any good. It's like that seed that's in the bag sitting in the barn. It's right. not doing any good. But if we plant that seed and we water that seed, God's going to bring the increase. And who knows, say you share um, the gospel with Cousin Joe. Cousin Joe, six months down the road, gives his life to Jesus. His, full of the Holy Spirit. His life is turned upside down. He's just this amazing dude now. Well, who, you know, you, Cousin Joe knows a bunch of people that you've never even met before. Mm-hmm. And you would never be able to share with them the gospel, but Cousin Joe can share the gospel with all his friends and family. And, and so now they have the opportunity to get to know Jesus. Yeah. And so that one little seed that you planted in Cousin Joe and watered, and then God brought the increase, and now it's affecting people that you don't even know. It, and it just goes on, and it goes on, and it goes on and on. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, if we sit on Jesus and we don't share him, that same amount of people that would have been affected missed out. Mm-hmm. Unless God brings somebody else in their life to share Jesus with them. That's why right. it's important that we plant the seed and water the seed. we got to tell people about Jesus. Right. But in order to tell people about Jesus, we got to know him ourselves. Right. And know him in an intimate way. Not just know about him, but know him. Literally know him. Right. And we talked about that in previous podcasts. So then we have the parable of the mustard seed in verses 30 through 34. If you'll read that, it would be awesome. Again, he said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. When planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. Yeah, because they wanted to know. They were hungry. They were thirsty. They, they, they wanted, what are you talking about? Explain this stuff to us. Um, so they had you know, this inside information. It would have been very interesting to be one of these guys. Um, and so he explains it to him, and and so this this you got this little bitty. I've got a bottle of mustard seed packed up in all my church stuff, all my office stuff, when I was preaching full time. But you got this tiny little mustard seed, and Jesus says, it, you know, when you plant this tiny seed, it grows into the largest garden plant there is, and it, it grows to a big tree, and it's got branches that the birds come in, and they build nests in it. And if you think about a bird's nest, you know that's a home for mm-hmm. the bird. Why would they build a nest in a in a mustard plant or a mustard, yeah, 
a mustard plant, a mustard tree, whatever, because they feel safe, right? Some sort of shelter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's shelter. They feel comfortable. Um, they feel protected. They find, well, they feel like they have a peace there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's a place of rest. It's literally their home. Um, and if you think about that in that perspective, they wouldn't have it if that if this mustard seed wasn't planted. Right. You know, you got the seeds got to be planted again. Um, the kingdom of God is like this mustard seed, and when it's planted, and it grows into this huge. It just it, there's all these benefits from it, right? And there's there's tons and tons of verses all throughout, especially in the Psalms, about God being our refuge, our our place of safety. Mm-hmm. He's our peace. You know, Paul talks about a peace that passes all understanding. Psalm 46, right? God is our refuge and our strength, our ever-present help in trouble. We are releasing the sound Cause the lost generation to be found All you Grounded Podcast listeners, I know you enjoy some good music, but I want to tell you about some awesome music. Now, my friend, Mary Gamboa, she's also the worship leader at the church where I worship, called Authentic Church here in Alcoa, Tennessee. We'd love to invite you to come out and check us out sometime when you get a chance. Start at 10 a.m. And we're on Lindsay Street here in Alcoa. Mary has produced a new album called Jealous. And you can check that out anywhere music is being streamed. But you can also check it out at marygamboamusic.com. That's Mary G A M B O A music.com. Go check that out. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. He tells us, you know, all you who are weary, you know, come to me. All you labor or where you're heavy laden, come to me and I'll give you rest. Right. But you're right that the the seed doesn't do any good sitting in the back seat of our car and waiting till next Sunday. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, the seed doesn't do any good if we have it in us and Holy Spirit's prompting us to share it and we keep our mouths closed. Because and, and you're right, I think so many people don't share Jesus because they're afraid of the questions of what if I don't know how to answer? What if I don't know how to respond? And I think I've mentioned this before. I remember a young lady telling me, don't let what you don't know about Jesus keep you from sharing what you do know about Jesus. Mm-hmm. There are lots of things, and I've read through the Bible several times, but there are still new new revelations to be gleaned every time I read it. There, There's new understanding. There's The Lord just highlights different things in different seasons of our lives, you know, as we, as we read. But hopefully I'm, I am taking time to plant that word in me so that it can grow and produce a fruit, right? But out of that, out of the overflow of that, I need to be planting intentionally into the lives of others. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It doesn't do any good just to sit in the in the book. Yeah. Which that book is a living book, by the way. Right. Which is the reason why you read it two or three times. You can read a verse ten times. Right. And you can go back and read it eleven times and you'll get something totally different mm-hmm. out of it. It just leaps off the page at you. 
It is the bag of seed, right? It is the bag of seed. Um, and so these things that Jesus is talking about with this mustard seed, this, the, 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 build, the, builds, the birds can come and build a nest is what I was trying to say. Uh, and you know, find peace and find rest and things. All these things that can only be found in, in the kingdom of God. And, and, and so people are searching in the wrong place for this stuff. They, they, they turn to drugs, alcohol, sex, women, men, um, you know, Netflix, let's binge, you know, binge this movie series, you know, or alcohol, drug, whatever. They feel, they feel, they, they turn to this, all this junk thinking that that's going to find, you know, give them rest, give them peace, give them, you know, all this stuff. And they're, it's, and it's life from the pit of hell, really, from Satan. He's deceiving. Right. Right. Um, and the, what I wrote in my notes is that the, the, we're only going to find these things in the kingdom of God. Anything outside of that's a facade. Mm-hmm. It's fake and it won't last. Right. You know, just like the drugs and alcohol. You know, yeah, it takes the pain away for a, a few hours, maybe a night. But when you wake up in the morning, there's a different kind of pain you got to deal with. Right. <laughs> and plus, the, it's all temporal. Yeah, it's all right. temporal. Plus, all the junk. You know, it's still going to be there when you come off that high or that. Buzz. Mark ends the chapter. Uh, Mark ends chapter four with an awesome event that blows the minds of Jesus' disciples, and that's when he he's gonna uh, tell his disciples get in this boat, and a storm's gonna come. Mm. And this ain't no ordinary storm, because mm. some of these guys have been on the water their whole life. You know, Peter, John, James, Andrew. They're they're expert fishermen mm-hmm. they've been on this, this body of water literally their whole life and they're they're scared for their life mm-hmm. uh, it says as evening came jesus said to his disciples let's cross to the other side of the lake and so they went oh, they, they took jesus in the boat and they started out leaving the crowds behind and mark says that I, i've never paid attention to this but mark says that although other boats followed but soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Well, what happens when your boat starts to fill with water? <laughs> it sinks. Mm-hmm. Right. Jesus, was, <laughs> Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. And his disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care what, uh, that we're going to drown? I mean, how can you sleep at a time like this? Because mm-hmm. you know that boat got to be rocking. Mm-hmm. So why, I mean, why is he not being tossed, you know, tossed around from the waves? And Jesus woke up. He rebuked the wind and he said to the waves, "Silence, be still." And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. I mean, it it went from a raging sea to mm-hmm. in a blink of an eye, which is crazy to think about. Because usually, I mean, you've seen water like. You say like you're filling your bathtub and you got the water in, you know, the water's coming out of the fountain and it's just agitating the water underneath. Well, when you turn that water off, what happens to the water in the bathtub? It's still got waves. It's still rocking and rolling, right? And this is like waves crashing, throwing this boat around it. The boat's filling up with water. As soon as he says, peace be still, calm, instant calm, Mm -hmm. instantaneous. And... He looks at his disciples and he says, why are you afraid? 
do you still have no faith? Mm-hmm. They've seen him do all these miracles. They've seen him cast out demons. And they just, they don't get it. And we're, we're just like them, even today. Who is this? Yeah. He says, Mark says that the disciples were, abs- this is the New Living Translation, but he says in verse 41, the disciples were absolutely terrified. They're scared to death. Who is this man? This is after Jesus calmed the waters. <laughs> and we've seen this guy cast out demons. And we've seen this guy, you know, open blind eyes and, and heal a, you know, a man that was lowered down through the roof. We've mm-hmm. seen him jump up and who had, had walked in probably his life. And he grabs his mat and takes off, you know, through the crowd and stunning the crowd. But this is some freaky stuff right mm-hmm. here. Even the winds and the waves obeying. You know, he controls nature. Right. They're absolutely terrified. He's the creator of heaven and earth. He can speak and something comes into being. And he's demonstrating here that he still has all control and all power over, all authority over the natural world. Right? He says, be quiet and stay quiet Mm -hmm. to the wind and the waves. And then immediately, mm-hmm. immediately calmed to just to calm. But Jesus is scolding his disciples here. You know, why are you afraid? Why? I think I would be afraid. Mm-hmm. If I was on that boat, I would be freaking out. Here's the thing to think about, though, too. Back in uh, verse 35, I, I got red letters in my Bible. Right. I don't know about you. Red letters means Jesus is speaking, right? He says, let us go over to the other side. He doesn't say, hey guys, do you want to go over to the other side? It's not a question. Right. It's not a suggestion. It's not a, do you think we can make it to the other side? You know, I mean, we were talking about one of the last podcasts about the fact that he he talks so much in questions, right? And he asks questions even in response to someone else's questions. Right. But right here, he is not questioning anyone. He says, let's go over to the other side. So what do you think is going to happen? They're going to make it to the other side. Huh. Well, that's just a crazy thought. If he said it, yeah, he's going to do it. He's going to let us, not just him, but he's going to let us cross to the other side. Yet they freak out. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? (laughs) You know, I mean, they're literally fearing for their lives, thinking that he's not going to do what he said he would do. But we do the same thing. Right. God forgive us. When we are of such little faith that we think the same thing. We we look at the situation. We look at the wind. We look at the waves. We look at the storm going on around us and like, God, don't you care if we drown? <laughs> you know? And we forget that he says, no, you're, you're headed in this direction and I'm going to take you there. Mm-hmm. Lord, forgive us for, for when we... Forget so quickly the words that you've given us, the promises 
that you've spoken over us about where we're going or the assignment that you've got for us that we get so distracted by the circumstances and the natural that we don't have the the spiritual sight to see where we're headed with you. Yeah. And it goes back to who's in control of our lives. Mm-hmm. Because these, like I said, these guys, these guys are commercial fishermen have been commercial fishermen their whole life. It was their family business. They left all that to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And now they're out here about to die on the very waters that they've been fishing their whole lives because of this crazy torrentous storm and they're out of control. Mm-hmm. They were in control when they were rowing out. We're, hey, we're going out to the other side, like you said. Mm-hmm. But when that storm came up, they lost control. And their boat was sinking because the water's coming in. So what happens when our lives are all out of control? We freak out. We get full of fear because we want to be in control of our lives. And we find out real quickly we're, we're not in control as much as we thought we were. <laughs> <laughs> when things go haywire in our lives. Right. Yeah. And we want, we want to get that control back. And sometimes it's out of our hands. We can't. Mm-hmm. Where do we turn to at those times? We better be full of full of the word, right? Because that that sometimes that's all we have to go on is our faith, right? You know, when when the doctor comes and says you got stage four cancer or whatever, and you got days to live or weeks to live, well, what do you do then? Right. You know, or do you, you stand know. on the word and say, Jesus said, "Quiet and uh, stay quiet." Yeah. Oh, yeah. All your promises are yes and amen. Do we believe that? Do we believe that? And these guys, they they're they're full of fear. I, I would I would love to say, well, I would I would I know I'm getting to the other side, but I know me in this situation, I would be full of fear. Because mm. I I've walked through a few storms in my life, and it's scary. And unfortunately, I've been full of fear. Um. So, you know, I, I watched a video the other day uh, of this new story about this cruise ship that gets caught in a bad storm. And there's some big, big waves in the storm. And, and there's a big cruise ship, and this cruise ship is getting tossed around. It had about 1,000 people on board. Over 100 people get uh, injured. Nobody died, but, you know, there were some injuries. And when the media was interviewing these people that was on that, on that cruise ship, they said we were scared for our lives, literally. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people were sending goodbye texts to their loved ones because they literally thought that they were going to die. They, they were all full of fear, mm-hmm. right? Because they were out of control. Mm-hmm. They couldn't, you know, they felt safe. They were on the ship and they were out to have a good time. Storm comes up, they're out of control. They're full of fear. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Because the bottom line is, I mean, we can't control weather. Storms come up all the time. Right. You know, we're praying for sunshine and warm, warm days, you know, in a couple of weeks, but it's out of our control. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord willing, I mean, we don't want no snowstorms coming up like or anything like that, but, you know, it's out of control. We don't want hard torrential downpours or anything like that. We want sunshine and sunny weather, right? Right, and he's rebuking them. Because he's talking to his disciples. He's talking to the ones who have been walking with him and seeing all the miracles. And, you know, why are you so afraid? 
hey, guys, I'm still right here with you. But it's a natural reaction. Right. Why are you so afraid? What are you fearful of? And they can see him. They're walking. I got this. We don't have that option. And and think back to what, what they've just seen him do in all of these miracles that he's already worked. Do you still have no faith? Father, forgive us when we act act like we have no faith and we can't remember the things that you just did five minutes ago. Well, I thought, yeah, and it's like you said this morning in church, um, in the service. You know, what do you do when, you know, God, it seems like God's silent and all you hear is crickets. Mm-hmm. You remember what you said this morning? You said it before. Mm-hmm. You got to go back to what, what was the last thing God, well, how did you put it? What was the last thing he told you to do? What was the last thing he told you to do? Yeah. But it, it's hard. When, when things are going chaotic in your life, it, 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 it's easy to be full of fear. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, we want to be in control. And when we, especially as a, a dude, it's really hard on, on, on guys because, you know, we think we can fix stuff and take care of stuff. And sometimes, you know, my son's having grandma seizures at age five and, and it, it looks very painful and scary. You've never seen it before in your life and you're freaking out mm-hmm. and, you know, you want to fix it, but you can't. Mm-hmm. It's scary. You grip with fear when you see stuff like that, especially when you know the mom and you have children. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's got children know what I'm talking about. You know, that fear can it just grips your heart, you know, yeah. at times. And so it's a natural reaction that they're having, right. in, in my opinion. But again, he's just told them We're see, going to the see beyond the natural. Right, even with the the parable of the mustard seed and the growing seed, you know, see beyond the natural. Listen beyond the natural realm. If you have an ear to hear, hear. Um, So don't be distracted by the things that we see around us. And it's easy, like you said, to, to put our eyes on the circumstances. Um... And I know some some people, even in the body of Christ, um, there there have been different movements like Word of Faith movement, and you know, um, name it and claim it kind of mm-hmm. things that that people will take issue with. But can you speak the Word of God over the situation? There are facts, and then there's truth, right? Okay, the fact is that, um, you know, I am sick or the fact is, is that my family member is ailing or infirmed or whatever. But the truth is, this is what the Word of God says, that by your stripes we were healed. I'm not denying the facts that are presenting themselves. Right. But I'm also not going to deny the truth. The truth says this, and I'm going to proclaim that until we see it manifest in the natural. Yeah. It's okay for you to acknowledge, wow, this the wind and the waves are pretty crazy right now, Lord, and I'm feeling a little scared. I'm feeling a little fearful. I just need to acknowledge that and thank you that you're with me in the midst of this. That's the truth, right? Mm -hmm. That he didn't say that we weren't going to go through hard times. Of course, we're going to. But that he's going to be with us throughout it. 
So, Lord, don't let us have such little faith that we forget to declare your truth in the middle of crazy facts. Yeah. And when, and when we immerse ourselves in the Word of God and we turn on some praise and worship and we just let that infiltrate our minds, then we're more like Jesus, mm-hmm. that we can be asleep in the hole. When the boat's being tossed to and fro and the, the storms come in, and you know our lives are just being beaten down by these waves, and our boat's filling up with water. Mm-hmm. He's in the boat snoring away because <laughs> he's full of peace. Jesus, what? Jesus. Yeah. You, you make the darkness tremble. It, it, and it's like, like you said. He, he said, "Get in the boat. We're going to the other side." He knew that storm was going to be there. He was not surprised. Mm-hmm. That's why he's just snoozing away. They didn't know that. But they should have known who was in the boat with them. Right. And their faith just is not there yet. I don't think they ever reached that faith until Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit fell. Right. Because any time that trouble came, they were gone. You know, when, when, when they came to arrest Jesus, they ditched him. We'll die with you. So. Right. But we did the same thing. You know, we're, we're, when storms come our way, when bad things happen in our lives, we freak out. We, we, you know, we get full of fear. And many times, the last place we turn, which is Jesus, you know, because God, get me out of this situation, mm-hmm. will be, should be the first place that we turn. Mm-hmm. But usually, he's the last place. Do you want to say something? Okay, I don't want to miss you this time. <laughs> I thought you <laughs> tell me to look. <laughs> So what did Jesus do in this situation? Well, he, he spoke to the situation that was right there before him. Uh, and, and the winds and the waves, they, they were obedient to his authority. They, mm-hmm. they calmed down, which tells me there's power in Jesus. Mm-hmm. What's the song saying? There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in his word, mm-hmm. which goes back to you got, we got to be studying his word, people mm-hmm. of the word, like you just said. Got to know it, got to share it. Um, what did his disciples do? You, so you got Jesus speaking to the situation. You got the disciples absolutely terrified, mm-hmm. 100% terrified. And they're freaking out. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And the disciples, Mark says, were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. They've heard his teachings. They've seen miracle after miracle, and they don't get it. They could not comprehend. And like I said, we have, we have the same problem today. Mm-hmm. And it goes, you know, I, was, I was thinking back when I was writing these notes that, um, you know, the man brought his little boy to the disciples to cast a demon out of him, and they couldn't do it. You know, Jesus kind of gets frustrated at the situation. I mean, he literally got frustrated. He's like, bring the kid over here and I'll take care of this. And, and, and the disciples, went after the, he cast the demon out, they're like, why couldn't we do this? And he said, it only comes, this kind of only comes out about prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. But before you cast the demon out of that little boy, he looks at the dad and he says, do you believe? Mm-hmm. I, I, I just go right there with the, with the dad. He, he, the dad says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what does James say about believing and unbelieving? Don't be... Don't be tossed back and forth by 
every wind, right? Yeah, but but isn't that isn't that just so like us though? Because like, okay, so we pray in faith, right? We keep on asking, we keep on knocking, we you know we're asking God to do this, and then when God does it, we're like, oh, you you actually did what I asked you to do. It's like blows our mind. We're 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 expecting, but yet we're we're not expecting. And then when it happens, it can kind of like what the hey and you know then it pretty cool and so jesus asked his disciples do you still have no faith what will it and so i want to end the, the podcast with this question uh, what will it take for you and me to believe to be all in with jesus mm-hmm. keep grinding Thanks for listening to The Grounded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share The Grounded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.